0: to dong city this is vince Mercandetti. we are here and back and no more baseball brackets but now that a league of their own has been decided as the best movie ever we bring you the western division previews so like i said i'm vince Mercandetti. henry rob we have special guests as you can see over there manny hernandez joining us to talk a little al west baseball tonight how are you guys doing Doing good, doing
1: good. Manny Manny is Ticket
2: Daddy over here. How are you doing, Ticket Daddy?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm good. You know, just waiting for uh, opening day, getting excited.
0: Ticket Daddy Hernandez. Now, you are you are the closest of all of us to the West Coast. And if I'm not mistaken, you went to the World Series last year, right?
1: Uh, I went to the National League. Um, I That just happened to fall on my lap. Planned a trip to um, Arlington, Dallas. And Tickets went on sale, so I got them and got to go see the last four NL Championship games. That's a, oh, hell of a man.
0: So left. <laughs> so the Braves are not a big fan of your of your work, then?
1: Oh no, that's <laughs> that was one of the things. I even bought a shirt for a friend who's a Braves fan at the beginning, <laughs>
0: and,
1: but, and I was like, okay, maybe I just give it to somebody else. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Well, yeah, that solely that is the reason we have you on this show. Is you took down the Braves, made me look better. Um, my uh, my playoff predictions could have gotten off the rails last year with when hating on the Astros and uh, and Braves all season, but it ended up working out. So thank you for that, um, Manny. For those of you don't who don't know, is obviously an Oakland Athletics fan. Um, we might have some Dodgers representation later, Henry.
2: Um, we're still working on it, but possibly.
0: All right, cool. Well, everyone joining, so you know, this is the beginning of our preview shows. We're going to do both Western divisions tonight. Next week will be the Central. Week after that will be the East. And then the night before opening day, we're going to have a special Dong City on Wednesday. And that's going to be discussing the awards and our actual playoff World Series predictions, everything like that. But Manny, before the end of the night, we're going to get your World Series prediction. Um, But first, let's get down to business. We're going to start in the AL West tonight. Um, Manny's sweet spot, and we're going to start from the shittiest 2020 team up. So it's going to be a little bit before we get to talk about Oakland. But uh, we're going to start with the Texas Rangers. I'll give you guys the tail of the tape for all of these teams, um, and then we can get into it. So Texas last year finished dead last. That's why we're starting with them 22 and 38 in the 60-game season. Negative run differential, 88. Bad farm system. And on top of that, um, they lost – some of their starting pitching now Texas if you want to go back a little bit because I don't know how much stock you want to put into the sample size that was 2020 in 2019 they were not much better I'm still waiting to to pull up those stats but I'll get that for you in a second so um Let's get into it here Henry we can start with you what are your thoughts here on the Texas Rangers 78 and 84 that's what they were in 2019 so I, I don't
2: like them I never liked them I mean they always put together a team of guys that can hit guys that can uh you know they can hit the long ball they just can't pitch and they'll score you know 5 6 runs a game on average and give up 7 8 and I don't see any. I don't see any changes there. You you look up and down their their roster, and nothing really jumps out at you. You know, that rotation of Kyle Gibson, Koji O'Hara, Mike Flo, Flow Wise. Uh, that doesn't impress me. Dane Dunning. I mean, okay, you know, Dane Dunning should be impressive, but he's going to be on an innings limit. So I don't see. Uh, I don't see a lot to be hyped about here with this group of players and this team. I just I just don't like them.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say, uh, Manny. This is a t- uh, division, obviously, you're invested in. I mean, what are, are is Texas a threat at all to Oakland, or you know, what are your thoughts on them?
1: Um, well, in general, I think with the AL West, it doesn't matter who's what or got got what. They're always formidable appoint- uh, opponents during the season. It seems like, but the Rangers. Um, no, they're, I, to me, they're the weakest threat in the entire division. Um, they lost Lance Lynn. That was probably their best pitcher, in my opinion. And yeah, yeah Dane Dunning, I don't know. He hasn't, we don't know what he's going to do still. So, um, yeah. I, they're, you know, the only thing is, is, Chris Davis is struggling too. So that's not going to pan out for them unless he has this turnaround. That's the only thing I can think of as far as, like, any standouts on that team.
0: Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. To bring the Texas picture to fruition as far as the rotation, they lost Lynn Lynn and Minor Mike Miner. Um, they gained Fultonavich, who by all accounts is a reclamation project. I mean, I still think he's got some upside base on his arm, but I don't know. If he doesn't get his velocity back, that's not going to happen. Made the trade for Dane Dunning. I'm a pretty big Dunning believer. I like what he has to offer, but this is also 2021. We're coming off a shortened season. Facts of the matter for me, and you guys touched on it um, in Texas, Kyle Gibson, too. There's not enough arms in this rotation. There's not enough upside arms in this rotation. And like Henry said, there's not enough talent on this roster. So it, it, it's bad shape. Um I don't. There's nothing that jumps out, like you said, Henry. The the rotation is a lot of risk, not a lot of reward. Like maybe Dunning can can have a breakout year, but even so, he's still uh, 26. I mean, he's turning 27. So I mean, he is right around that age, but he doesn't have a lot of major league experience. Not that built up. Is he
2: is he that old really?
0: Yeah, 94. Wow. That yeah, surprised me too. Um, I had to do the math. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm turning 34. He's seven years younger than me. That's Horrible. Um, they got Nate Lau also in that uh in that move. He's having a rough spring, so that was a guy that they want to put in the middle of that that lineup, and he may not even get the starting job over Guzman. And then of course uh, the rest of that team, like you said, Manny Chris Davis, his upside's a two forty seven hitter with forty home run power. Maybe in Texas it's better because it's a smaller ballpark, but that's a rough spot. <laughs> I mean. Uh- I'm not Chris Davis is turning 34 he's he's my age um or I guess he'll be 33 all season but that that's like and David Dahl is their other outfielder you know with Willie with Joey Gallo so to me it's it's not a lot of upside you got like Henry said it's a one-dimensional offense and then on top of that I think Gallo and Dahl and uh Davis could all be candidates to be traded <laughs> when this team goes off the track. So yeah. I'm with you, Manny. This is the least of your problems. In the, you also in the... don't
2: know what version of uh... – Jesus, I just lost it. Joey Gallo, you're getting.
3: Yeah. No, well, you're getting the
2: 19 Joey Gallo, which made all these strides and was a patient hitter and struck out a lot less and was spraying the ball. And then you had last year's you know, Joey Gallo, which reverted back to the guy we knew before. So, you know, will the real Joey Gallo right. please stand up?
1: I think um, it might be fun to watch um, the Japanese pitcher they got, um, Arahara, just to see what he does. That, and also, uh, you remind me of a point uh, regarding hitting. Um, that field, so the new, it just opened last year, and I went there for the championship games. When they opened up that, that um, the roof, no. it's different. It's like a big vacuum. Hmm. I've never been to a stadium that's open roof like that. And it's very enclosed, all the seats, the stadium itself, around it. And I noticed there was a difference in the hitting once they opened the roof last year in game four, I believe, of the NL um, Championship Series. So I think, I think that's kind of something to look at, too. I, I just felt like the hitters couldn't hit as well, something about the air or something like that. But I could be wrong, but it was just weird. And it's also Texas. The weather changes every 20 minutes.
0: Yeah, no, the earlier reports uh, are that this could be a pitcher's park, which is a, a different change of pace from Texas, uh, what we're used to with Texas ballpark. So we'll have to see. Uh, it could be quirky, but definitely, uh, yeah, it's a new ballpark worth pointing out. So that's Texas. I think we're all pretty unanimous that uh, they're probably going to come in last yet again, and uh, it, that's, that's pretty much all there is to say about them. So which
2: is, which is saying a lot when you're in the same division as the M's.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, And before we get to the M's, let's get to everyone's favorite wildcard sleeper every single year, regardless. That is your LA Angels. Uh, A lot of Angel fans in this group. And by the way, welcome to Renee and Melvin and Jacob and Eddie. Speaking of Angels fans, Ricky, Leon, nice of you guys to join us. Um,
2: I like the little dig at Leon there. I like it. I like it.
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah. we uh, well, it's not just last year. This year again, that that hype train earlier today in baseball life, we're starting again with the uh, Angels could make the playoffs. They just need enough arms. Here's my thing, hot take of the night: if your excuse is you just need enough arms, you're not a very good team. Like <laughs> that—that—that has to be the bare minimum to be a playoff contender. Is you have to actually have the arms. Hoping for arms to pan out is like the. This thing to do in major league baseball.
2: This is the same story every year, though. Isn't this what we say about them every, every year for
0: like the last five years? And every year, you and I are right, Henry. They don't make the playoffs, they finish, you know, they, they aren't a 500 team last year, 26 and 34. People at them, some people at them as wild card contenders. Um, negative 27 run differential, is not that bad given but uh, they had a winning record at home for what he's worth seven and 13 against teams on over 500 Dylan Bundy named the opening day starter. That's all you have to know there. Better on the angels, but still not that good. And then you've got Haney, Quintana, Canning, Cobb, and we hope Shohei Otani is going to stick at pitcher. He's never made more than like half a season starts. So this rotation, even if it pans out completely is still thin and still lacks upside, just like Texas. Well, again, we'll go to you, Manny. What are your thoughts on the Angels?
1: Um, well, you hit the nail on the head in describing basically the last ten years of the Angels. It feels like, um, but I fe- I feel like they didn't go after pitchers this year. Like, I think their their biggest problem in the past have been injuries with pitchers and just bad luck. So this year, I think they just they didn't go after a lot of pitching in the offseason. They got some pickups. And um, Alex Claudio, the young guy, the reliever, he's got a hip issue. So I, I don't think that anything is going to change, really. But I think they're actually just buying into, like, we're not going to go after pitchers. We're going to work with what we have and rely on our hitters, as usual.
0: Yeah, which might be sound, except they're – their hitting wasn't bad, but it's also like, you know, you have Mike Trout obviously there. By the way, Mike Trout turning 30 this year. Um, I wouldn't say it's time to push the panic button yet, oh. but that window for Mike Trout, especially given the wear and tear on his body, he's been in the majors full-time since he's 21, is starting to come. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how many years of Mike Trout elite center fielder you have left. He's going to be a corner outfielder sooner rather than later. Three, yeah like I would say
2: three to five
0: maybe two more years before he's no longer the in, undisputed best player in baseball um I guess man D- D- <laughs> <laughs> it's uh you got Otani the hitter Fowler Upton Iglesias I mean you know they lost they lost Simba who I thought was a pretty useful hitter not a great hitter but a useful one Jared Walsh might be a solution at first I mean it's it's not a, a lineup that you're going to say, man. They're going to mash their way into the playoffs. This is a lineup that you'll say it's it's a good enough offense if you had the pitching. They don't have the pitching, right? And Quintana is not going to change that. <laughs> Otani in the rotation is not going to change that. And Alex Cobb's not going to change that. But maybe they're a little bit better than last year. That's kind of my take. Anyone disagree with that?
2: Um, I don't disagree. I mean, uh, I'm drawing a blank as to their price um, center fielder. Jesus Christ. Um well, I uh, no, the prize the 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 uh the young kid, Jesus Christ. Joe Adele. Oh. I am surprised they went out and uh they traded for Fowler and then they signed Juan Lagares uh you know, winner baseball hero this year who had a hell of a you know Caribbean World Series, and that just leaves Joe Adell to basically start the season in the minor leagues and prove he can actually hit um major league baseball. That gives him four outfielders. Three of them I don't like. (laughs) You have three of them in my trout. I don't like it. Um, They did lose Simba, like you said, but they did replace him with Jose Iglesias, who is not quite Simba defensively, but he's not that far off of him. And he can definitely hit better. So I kind of like Jose Iglesias at shortstop for them. They have arguably the best third baseman in baseball with Anthony Rendon. That offense is going to do what the offense has done. I'm not in love with their rotation again. um, You have what I consider a bunch of number threes in that rotation. You have a a rotation full of threes and fours and the question mark of Otani, how far can you ride that? I do like their bullpen. I don't like their bullpen knowing that bullpen is going to have to fill in the gap for a lot of innings because with those kind of pictures, you aren't going to have guys that are going to go out there and pitch seven, eight, nine innings. You're not, you're going to have to rely on that bullpen heavily. And I don't see that bullpen holding up the distance. I do like their bullpen but I don't like the bullpen over the course of an entire season because they're going to have a lot of endings on those arms.
0: Yeah. Bullpen's got some nice intrigue to it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you obviously I like Rendon, but he is also, this isn't a young guy they're building a franchise around, you know, Rendon was brought in to make an impact immediately and he did, but.
2: Yeah. Rendon's not their problem. He's, he's not, their yeah. problem. he's part of the solution.
0: Now here's the silver lining if you're an Angels fan. This is not your year. Last year was not your year. I've been saying for three and a half years now, Otani ha- should be one or the other. He doesn't have. He's not going to be great on both ends, pitching and hitting. Um, you, they really ought to do him justice. Neither make him a pitcher, or make him a hitter. I would personally go hitter because pitchers are more prone to injuries, as we've seen from Otani already. But that's neither here nor there. Pujols' contract up at the end of this year. Uh, C.J. Wilson eventually... No, no, won. no.
2: I think Pujols has another year on his contract. I think his wife prematurely jumped the gun and said he was retiring.
0: Oh, so that... Okay.
2: I do think they're on the hook for one more season of one Pujols. I yet. might I might be wrong.
0: Financial flexibility is getting there for the Angels. Put it that way. Between Upton Wilson and Pujols, there's not that much longer. Um, But oh. Joe Adele to me is the big key here because the angels need to start. Pro- it looks like he's a free agent, by the way, after this season, regardless. Okay. Um, the angels need to start producing farm talent. I mean, and that's really what it comes down to. They haven't produced, they got Griffin canning can't stay healthy. They haven't produced anyone in the middle of that lineup since trout really. And unfortunately they've had a lot of injury problems. so, they need to start producing out of that bullpen. Adele needs to be cheap talent that can contribute. I'm not giving up on him after a rough, however many games. Uh, we've seen plenty of guys who struggle, Trout included, and then come up and just take off. So, not giving up on Adele, but this is a team that is not ready to compete. You're fooling yourselves if you think they have the pitching to overcompensate for anything because they don't. And it is a team that, even in this division, even though there's, you know, no one who's a sure thing, so to speak, they're still not going to make it in a non-expanded playoff, and that's a testament to how bad the Angels actually are.
2: You know what sucks is if there was a team and I predicted it that, that Trevor Bauer would go here. If there was a team that needed Trevor Bauer. It was them. You put Trevor Bauer in that rotation, and now you know you, it's a little more promising, and you know you you feel a little more comfortable there. Trevor Bauer is going to eat some innings. He's going to you know be that frontline guy. They don't have an ace
0: rinse and repeat henry we say this every year every year they should be going after the top pitchers they don't go after even the second tier pitchers they sign some third tier guy they trade for dylan bundy from a piss poor developmental pitching franchise in the orioles and and those are the i don't it makes no sense there was a time when the angels used to go out and sign the big contracts it's like cj wilson just took the balls off of their owner (laughs) <laughs> they haven't uh, made it i think that it, was
2: albert Pujols.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm talking from a pitching standpoint but it reminds me of when we signed jose Contreras. brian cashman hasn't signed a cuban since it's like the same you get burned once and all of a sudden now the angels are like we're never signing a pitcher again cj wilson burned us Cashman's wilson to- and hamilton burned us but at least they signed rendon yeah because that's what they needed was more offense Right. A 30-something-year-old, on it's not even like Rendon was like 25 and happened to be a free agent. The dude has played great years, and he's on the wrong side of 30. The Angels basically have a two- or three-year window before Trout and Rendon are too old, and they don't have any pitching at any level. It's just, it's, it's a crazy approach that I don't understand, and they're going to have to go out next year and spend big, and they're probably not going to because who the hell wants to pitch for the Angels?
2: Good point by Herbert. They were burned by uh, Josh Scarface Hamilton. Yeah,
0: yeah. that was uh, it's a bad just, contract it, too. It's bad. It, it's all. It's it's a bad approach all the way around. Uh, they spending don't spending money they,
3: is
2: not their problem. Spending money the right way is their problem.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get to the West of the NL West eventually, and that that's a whole. There's teams in there that have a whole different problem with rebuilding. But this is not even a problem with rebuilding. This is a, they can't build. Period. The Angels cannot build anything sustainable that has any long-term value. And that's what their issue is. And for such a big market, it's kind of like the Mets until Steve Cohen walked in. It just – it's it's sad. This should be a team that's good. They should be right there with the Dodgers. Like, the Mets should be right there with the Yankees on the other end in the other league, and they're not. And that's bad for baseball. It's bad for Mike Trout. And Mike Trout being on a bad team is also bad for baseball. So you're kind of taking it twice. Um, I got – I have the Angels – uh, maybe third maybe third just by default because the other team we're going to talk about next are the Mariners <laughs> so maybe their ceiling is third and not the playoffs though that's how I feel I don't
2: know I don't know what, what, what,
0: but you think that? I, I,
2: I, I think somebody's uh getting we getting some feedback uh, is that me maybe um but um I think the Angels, I mean, at some point it has to click, right? I, it but has to click. I, I get it's it. I mean, the, the good thing here is that this division isn't really loaded.
0: Right. Uh, I would say it's bad. You know,
2: it, it's so <laughs> – that, that leaves the, the opening for something to happen. I mean, again, it's a rotation full of threes and fours. How long can you ride those guys? You'd need everyone to be on an uptick this year. Everyone. Yeah, and like I said, I do like their bullpen.
0: I just yeah, I mean, I I just feel you can say that about fifteen teams in in baseball. If everything goes right, they're a playoff right.
2: Team. You I, need you need everything trouble. to go right for them.
0: Yeah, I just I, thought, I don't.
2: It, it's it's getting to the point where you like it's fun rag ragging on them, but like at some point you start to feel sorry for
0: them. Oh <laughs> I yeah, do. I do. Look when and you, so I, I I'm the getting debate,
2: there. I'm there with the Angels. I'm starting to feel sorry for them.
0: When you and I, Henry, had the debate of where Trevor Bauer was going to go, and it, well, the one thing I told you is, I guarantee you it won't be the Angels. I, I thought, did correctly- I thought play. it
2: was a slam dunk because it made too much sense.
0: Right, that's why I picked against it. <laughs> Because it was so obvious he should go to the Angels and I'm like, you know what? The Dodgers is gonna do nothing all winter and then they're gonna sign Trevor Bauer. It's gonna to just totally negate everything the Angels did and everything the Padres did. And if you do that and you're the Dodgers, you've done your job for the winter. That's exactly what they
2: did. Eddie um, I think Eddie's calling for the, the Angels to win the division.
0: Hey man, Eddie, Eddie's a loyalist till the end. I respect that about him. I respectfully also disagree. I I don't see it. I don't even in this division, I don't even see how they're a top two team. I
2: I will predict that we have a full season of Otani hitting and pitching.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna predict that. I
2: something (laughs) has to give. Something has to give. Bit of a stretch. The kid is too talented, man.
0: I, I don't deny the talent. I have never denied the talent. I do think that his pitching results in 2018 are a little suspect just because it was very picky about who he faced, when he faced them, where look, he faced them. That,
2: that's just it. If they can massage who he faces, then whoever he faces, who he faces, then the numbers are going to be the numbers. If they can pick and choose, if he's like their sixth starter and he gets spot starts here and there against the M's and then the M's. And then the Rangers,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only Div- only face Western when they team.
2: when they face the A O he'll face the Orioles. You know, yeah. if,
0: you can,
2: if you can, you know, massage it that way, you'll have a successful season.
0: Yeah, their trip to Yankee Stadium all the hip flexor, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, Ricky, for me, nailed it though. That assumes he stays healthy on both both pitching and hitting, and that's yeah. the part I doubt. It's not yeah. his talent; it's that I don't think he can stay healthy and do both.
2: Not everything can be doom and gloom with these guys. Something's got to hit.
0: It's pretty successful if you're doom and gloom with these guys. It hasn't steered me wrong. Yet, so
2: <laughs> I think, uh, let me see. Hold on something. Let me. Uh,
0: yeah, I, this is one of those things I would love to say, hey, but you know what? They're building something. And we've said that, you know, the Marlins, Orioles, teams like that, they're building something that farms on the way, you know, they're going to reinforcements will arrive. They'll be fun to watch because you could watch the rebuild. I can't say any of that about the Angels. They never have an elite farm system. They don't have elite talent outside of Trout and Rendon. And Otani is disappointing in that regard because he never actually shows you that ceiling that we all want to see. So that's what the angels are. I, I mean, I hate to just, you know, Cubs fans and angels fans come at me all the time because I'm always doom and gloom about them, but I have every reason to be, and they don't really disappoint me at all when I'm like this.
2: Dakota has them at 86 wins.
0: Extreme upside. 86 uh, in, wins
2: in the second place, by the way.
0: <laughs> who do they have in? That sounds in, about right, actually. Do they uh, have Oakland winning the division?
2: Actually, they don't believe in Oakland this year.
0: That's They have
2: yeah, Oakland right. finishing third. They have Houston winning the division.
0: Really? If you want to talk me into Houston just completely falling apart right before the year, I think they actually will completely fall apart. I can buy it. But for me, like Oakland's the same. I, we'll get to them, but Oakland's the same. If the things go right for Oakland, that ceiling to me is... 10 games higher than the Angels.
2: I agree. I usually like uh, Pocota standings and and projections. You know, they're they're not that far off. I just, I can't see the A's finishing 80 and 82. I just can't.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's what I'm getting at. If you want to talk me into the Angels can win 86 games, I I won't argue that too much. Like, yes, that is possible. They're not that bad. Like, they should be around 500 this season. I don't think they're going to lose 95 games. But, If you're going to make that argument, you can make that argument feel like anyone in the division could win 86 games. So we'll we'll have to see. But uh, yeah, not a big believer on the Angels. Don't think they're a playoff team. Maybe they can come in third. Henry might have talked me into the fact they might be able to come in second, but I still don't think they'll win a wild card. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) Let's get to Seattle here. Uh, Now, the Seattle Mariners are perpetually (laughs) interesting to me in that they're like always in purgatory. I don't know off the top of my head if anyone who's watching wants to look it up. I don't know if the Mariners have lost more than like 90 games this century. Uh, But they also have not made the playoffs since 2001. So they seem to be masters of 80-something wins. And last year they were 27-33, and so like almost right on time. I think if I remember correctly, last year was when they had that hot start and then just like completely fell off the earth. Yeah. Uh, 27, 33, a negative 49 run differential. So once things fell off, they fell off hard for Seattle. Like they just got destroyed the rest of the season. Um, nothing really else in their stats that screams anything other than mediocre. Let's talk about this team. Now that, now that I'll say this about Seattle that I won't say about the angels. Seattle has a very deep farm system. It's top five in baseball. So there is a time potentially when this could turn around. It's not going to be this season. But there's a time coming soon. Henry, what are your thoughts on the Mariners?
2: So I think the Mariners now, they're not going to be as good as the White Sox, but I think they'll be this year's White Sox. I think they'll be exciting. I think they'll be exciting.
0: Huh? You think they're going to be ready?
2: I I think they'll be exciting. And I think next year we'll be talking about the M's doing something finally. Um, They're going with a six man rotation. James Paxton went back there. I've always been a fan of Justice Sheffield, former Yankee, because I've always liked his stuff. He had a really, really good year last year. Um, So I'm a big fan of of their rotation, what they're doing. You got Kikuchi coming over, Justin Dunn. I'm not going to pretend to pronounce this dude's name. (laughs) But I, I like their team. I think they have a they have potential to be a fun team. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they'll be fun. They'll be young. They have Kyle Lewis coming off his rookie of the year campaign, which I absolutely loved this kid last year. I think this is going to be a fun team. Not making the playoffs, but they will be fun.
0: I can see that. I, I mean. Seattle's strange because they just seem to have a strange approach to everything like that. <laughs> that lineup's not that dynamic, but they also have guys who like come out of nowhere and have huge, like half seasons. Um, the talent, like we said, it, it, they've got a, some players on their team who are interesting and they've got a lot of players in the minors who are interesting. Mm. Uh, I don't see anything that sticks out here and pulling up their depth chart. That makes me say like, there's no like King Felix of, of 19 years old on this roster
2: there's but, one kid, I'm sorry, Chris Flex, and that's the kid from the KBO. That's the guy I was thinking about.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, Jared Klenick is injured right now, but he would figure to make his debut this season. Um,
2: I mean, it doesn't matter. They were massaging his uh, time anyway.
0: Yeah, he wasn't going to come up anyway. Um, you know, Kyle Seeker's old. I think he's in a walk here for whatever reason that sticks out to me. Kyle Lewis, solid player. Uh yeah, they, they, yeah, I, I, I don't think Justice Sheffield will embarrass himself, and I, he's not an ace by any means. He's I mean, only Justice
2: just Sheffield pitched a three, three and a half ERA. He had a three point one FIP. I mean.
0: I mean, in Seattle, mostly facing West teams last year. So we'll see what his 2021 looks like.
2: I'm a big believer on James Paxton having a bounce back here because this is what guys that leave the Yankees do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely going to have a – he's going to have a sunny gray type season. I mean, he's going to have a sub-4 ERA. He's going to stay healthy for the most part, make like 25 starts or whatever, 27 starts. And he's going to be great.
2: Yeah, he's going to reach his potential finally.
0: Manny. The Mariners we're starting to get towards teams. You might, you know, start to look behind you a little bit. What do you think of the Mariners?
1: Oh, so the Mariners, you were saying that, um, they actually didn't start off really hot last year during the short season, but the prior two seasons they did.
0: All right. It's 2019. I'm thinking of then. Yeah.
1: April and May of 18 and 19, they were just hot. They were the top of the division. It looked like they were like going to go like six or seven games up at the end of April and, and then all of a sudden they just shot down. So um, they're just inconsistent as far as their, their play goes. Uh, uh, they, their roster has totally changed the last two years. Just all young guys now. And that's what I've seen. Um, Kikuchi hasn't panned out to what everybody was hoping for there. Um, I think... That they're going to be a sleeper this year, though. I, I don't want. To, I'm not. I'm just. Feel, I just have this gut feeling that they're going to do well. I don't think. I mean, they're and I mean, do well. 85 win season for what they have. Maybe even win the division. They're, I would. I have just this gut feeling about them because they're so different from the past teams. But they are a bunch of no names. Now you have their um, general manager they got fired. That guy, I mean, I'm wondering if they're going to pull up guys to avoid lawsuits now because he basically admitted um, what they were doing.
3: Yeah.
1: So it, it's – and I think they're going to use that as evidence in, in any of those minor leaguers um, with the six-year – I forgot what it's called. But it's going to be interesting if they're going to pull up some of these guys um, and make some moves like that. They do have a great farm system. Um and I actually had a little bit more insight to that team. Um, my ex-girlfriend worked for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. So she was, and she's Japanese. She was actually an interpreter um, at times for the team. Um, Did you dump her because she worked for the Mariners? No, actually she's an A's fan. <laughs> um, I met her in an A's group, but she had, um, I actually got to go to the stadium and check all this stuff out. I mean, just inside stuff, but, she was telling me just some of the things that she knew with the Japanese players and things that she heard. And then, um, but she's kind of like away from that now. Actually, she doesn't work for them anymore. But anyways, um, I got a lot of insight just being there and being around that team um, and how the the culture is from a fan standpoint, I swear, it's like a Dodger um, fandom, like as far as merchandise and everything. And it's just a totally different different atmosphere. It's like they don't win, but the fans still love them. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I'm going on to other things, but yeah, it. I I I, I feel like they're just going to do a little bit better and maybe even make that second spot and the division
0: okay ballsy i like their upside more than the angels just because i like their farm system more than the angels when you have a like a young team like this uh well they're not really that young actually but when you you have a team like this that can kind of go either way generally i'll side with a team that has a, a deep farm and they have that and some of those guys are major league ready rob lets us know uh idiot me 2019 they did lose 94 games so they are a team that could that could get into the 90s there um Last time they won 90 games or more was 2003. So it's been a long time since they were good. Uh, we have Sean joining here. Uh, but yeah, I, I Mariners to me can be anywhere from second through fourth. I really don't know where to put them, but I think I'm going to put them above the Angels because I like their farm system more. So, so far, 2020, despite being a short season, abbreviated season, is exactly like 2021 for me in that order. Um, let's get to the two boppers. These are the teams I think most people would argue are probably going to be fighting for the division last season. The Houston Astros finished 29 and 31, which was surprising to some, not to others. Um, kind of a tale of two seasons for them, 29 and 31, only a plus four run differential. They were 20 and eight at home and nine and 23 away. And they were four and 13 against teams above 500. All of that to me screams fluky bad, then you look at the playoffs, they go all the way to the ALCS, they're down 3-0, they come all the way back and force a game seven, only a second team to ever do that, and then they lost to Tampa in seven games. So now we're back at square one as far as their scandals go. We have no idea if this team can hit, we have no idea if this team can win, Lance McCullers is back and healthy um Justin Verlander's out basically or he is out for the year you have Greinke another year older but easy the that rotation and then you've got their young arms kind of coming up but uh, Fran- uh Valdez is hurt so he's going to be out a while what do we think about the Astros here Manny we'll go back to you what what you know the Astros I would think to you I know you're big on the Mariners possibly finishing second are you does that mean you're low on the Astros or are they the team that's going to challenge you the most
1: no, I think they're they're still the challenger. I still think they're the team to beat. They have um, they still have their their team as far as like the locker room. It's changed, but the way they think, the way of, I think, there's a mindset in classes where they're winners, and I think that continues on. They still got Atube, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, um, Griel, now Baez um, and Bradley those guys can hit. So I, I think, and they still have the, all these pitchers. They got Jacob Drozzi. Um, well, I can't remember Order, how
2: he's. Yeah,
1: sorry. Um, I can't remember how his name is spelled. But yeah, he's, I mean, I think I think they're still going to be intact. Like, they're the team to beat. So uh, okay. I have them. I would pick them to win the division still.
3: Okay.
0: Henry, do you agree?
2: I don't
3: know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were low on them last year, and, and obviously so was I. But you were much lower on them last year because you didn't even have them in the playoffs, and really I was you probably shouldn't have. But didn't. Yeah, um,
2: look, they. I said it was the beginning of the demise of the of the uh, Astros, and I think if we had a full season, that would have come to fruition the way I said it would have. There's no way that team would have lasted an entire season the way they were going. Um, I'll I'll give them credit in the playoffs; they made it interesting. They were exciting to watch. They came back from 3-0. They might as well have just fucking won this shit the way Tampa Bay choked in this World Series. But, uh, you, you know, they came, they came back 3-0, and, and that was exciting. And Correa went off, and Altuve had a shitty season, and then all of a sudden looked like Altuve, you know, who was cheating three years ago <laughs> in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, Fran Brevalde's loss is a big one. It's a broken finger. You lose Verlander. You know, Correa's walk year which version of Altuve is this? You know, just a couple of years ago, we are talking about this guy as a slam dunk to get 3,000 hits. You look at his active hits, he's sitting at 1,600. So okay. I don't think he's getting 3,000, but now is this, you know, the, the back part of his career? You know, who is he? How long did they cheat? You know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but does he have any more 200 hit seasons in him? There's a lot of questions going on. Who is your Don Alvarez? Is he this slugger we thought he was, or is, you know, he a bust? There's a lot, a lot of question marks going, Dusty Baker going into another year. I'm not a big Dusty guy. You know, um, I I just have a lot of questions here, and I don't think they win this division.
0: Yeah, it's a a lot of questions. The Astros could be very good, and they could also be very bad for all of the reasons you listed. And Carlos Correa and Justin Verlander and Zach Granke are all entering a walk year. Um, I have said now for two years that this is the last hurrah for this version of the Astros. I I think 2022, they're at least going to have to retool, if not start to rebuild. That farm system is not what it once was. It is not an elite farm system. It's probably not in the upper third anymore. They
2: traded Um, everyone
0: away. And they don't have the depth. Really, Groster to compensate for that. Odorizzi is a nice piece for 2021. He's not a long-term piece in my mind. Granky's probably not coming back. Christian Javier was nice in a small sample size last year. Urquidy is solid. Valdez was huge in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they're still young arms; they're not built up. Lance McCullers is is very good when he's healthy, which is rare. He's come off some major arm issues as well, so we don't. Everyone loves saying this about like all 19 Yankee pitchers, but when it's a guy like McCullers, we pencil him in as number two starter, and we're like, oh, there he goes. Astros are back, and that's just not. Yeah, that's not the reality. I mean, um, the
2: Astros would be fools if they don't take calls on these guys. If their season doesn't go as successful as, it, as the trade deadline comes, they'd be fools not to take calls on some of these guys.
0: Also a good point. Uh, we get to the trade deadline. What are they get? They're a smart organization. So are they going to trade some of these guys and rebuild that farm? So it's not a long layoff? that this franchise where it is now with the run that they've been on cheating or not, does not want to become the franchise that has to lose hundred games for three years in a row. Yep. They don't want to go back to that. So when do they bite the bullet? Or if they're flirting under 500 again, as we head into a real trade deadline, like you just said, Henry, and you know we're 80, 90, 100 games in, do they become sellers? And does that affect their win-loss? So a lot of question marks. I do think, Manny, what you said, and I'm not a big, like, variable chemistry-type guy, but what you said I think is important. This team does know how to turn on that switch when they need to. They have that about them as far as good teams go. Last year, they didn't really need to do it in the regular season because no one wanted to win that, <laughs> win the, the wild card or the second place, I should say. Um, I don't know if they can turn on that switch over long periods of time, but they did in the playoffs, and they did to make the playoffs. Um, I Yeah, I, it, it's impossible to know what this team is. It could really go either way. is playing for a contract. I think that's the biggest thing to watch. But even him, can he stay healthy for a full season? We know he can stay healthy for a 60-game season. Can he stay healthy for a full season? I don't think that's a guarantee. So a lot to look for for the Astros. I'm going to, by default, put them in second just based on upside. That's what I have to do in this division because no one's a completed <laughs> a completed puzzle in this division. I'm going strictly upside. They don't have the form of the Mariners, but their major league roster to me is much superior um, and proven, which is important. So I've got them in second place. Keeping with my theme, I'm going to have an exact same AOS as 2020. Pretty boring, but that's the way I see it. Um, let's finish it up here with the Oakland A's. Now, this is your team, Manny, 36-24. and 24. I think they surprised some people last year with that record. People thought they'd be worse, and they weren't. Um, I, Both Henry and I, Manny, I don't know if you were watching the beginning of last season, but we were both huge Oakland A fans last year. I thought they were going to have the best record in the AL, um, and I – We'll see what we think of them this year, but let's start with you. What are your expectations for your team?
1: Um, well, in comparison to last year, I think we're about eighty-five to ninety percent of what we as far as a quality team as we were last year. Um, the loss of Simeon is a big hold of, uh, feel, you know hold to fill. So, and we got Elvis Andros, which is pretty decent. I'm optimistic about the season, especially with what's going on in spring training. Um, you, got, you still got the mats on the corners. The mats are the, those are the best corners in baseball. To me, of course, I'm biased. But, and I see them all the time, except with Chapman coming back from an injury. And he should come back ver- really well. He's doing well right now in spring training. So I think um, our pitching is just what's going to tell the tale. We give up too many runs early on. We still have the same starting pitchers as last year, so nothing's changed there. And it's, but that's nothing to write home about either. So that's what it's going to depend on. We lost Liam Hendricks, solid, and you know the White Sox are going to be great um, with every all the acquisitions they have. But we and now we have um, uh, got his name the closer up. Trevor Rosenthal. Yeah. And then um, and then our outfield is not the greatest, but I mean, all well, except for Ramon Lariano, but everybody else is just kind of standard. So um, I think it's just going to be a team effort. As long as we stay healthy, we don't really have anybody as far as any offensive uh, positions to bring up. We're relying on what we have on offense what's out there right now. Pitchers, you will probably have some to come in. So, that's where I'm kind of like, I'm realistically, that's why I have the uh, Astros above the uh, A's.
0: You have the Astros above the A's? Yeah. Yeah, the
1: Astros within the
2: division. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I do too. <laughs> hey, Sean, welcome. All right, man. Oh, we got some Astros love coming in. Uh, got to cancel the rest of the I
1: it's not love it's more like real like being realistic I just for, but that it's just from what i've seen you know it's days are not they're a little shaky they're going to be shaky on uh, in the first month i think we're going to have like a like a 13 and 15 record at the end of april so okay. i
2: think i think what you see with manny is a classic case of a fan being burned yeah he's
0: said
1: Mm-hmm. It's still realistic. I was looking at the Astros history, you know, 10 years ago when they started building that team. And I couldn't believe the record. I just saw them again. I mean, right now looking at them, how bad they were. Man, um,
0: you're pulling events special, and I respect that yeah. <laughs> about you. Definitely. Uh, I
2: was just about to say, it definitely is. This I, is I'm, my
0: business <laughs> that so, I
2: run. I'm very high on the Astro. I mean, the Astros. See what yeah, <laughs> very high on the Angels. Dakota has the Angels. Like, I, I mean, the A's at uh, 80 and 82. I, I don't believe that I'm going the exact opposite. In fact, I think this is the year Oakland goes deep into the playoffs. I think Matt Chapman and Matt Olson, the Eminem boys, both bounce back. Both have big seasons. Steven Piscotty cannot have a season like he did last year. I think he bounces back. I don't like the swap of uh, Simeon for Andrews for them at all. I do love the swap of Moreland for Chris Davis, big time for them. So I think that'll, oh, yeah. that'll set off big time. I, I'm not a fan of the uh, saw stop swatch switch. I love the DH switch. Um, Jesus Lazardo, this kid is going to be something else. I believe in AJ Puck. I like this team. Borderline love this team for, for 2021. I think they're going to make a lot of noise.
0: Yeah, Don City's United here. You guys can say what you want about their downside, but I look at it very simply. Oakland won the division last year, and it wasn't close. They don't have a good farm. They don't have a good farm at all. I'll say that. But won the division last year, and you did it with Olson underachieving, Chapman underachieving. Um, Piscati sucked. Piscati sucked. Everyone in the ro- rotation. Uh, you know, Manaya got hurt. Montas was suspended. Or was he – yeah, he was out like last year, right? No, he was hurt.
1: He was hurt, yeah. So, I mean, you guys – Yeah.
0: You still won the division. I like I I'll, I'll like Sergio Romo till the di- day he retires. Trevor Rosenthal. Sorry. Yeah, Romo and Rosenthal, I think, will do just fine. Oakland has a habit of having really good bullpens, even when they're old or you don't know who they are. Um, I, the rotation's got the most upside to me by far. I mean, Minaya, Montez, Lizardo – Chris Bassett is solid uh, fires is a solid veteran. And you have AJ puck. Now I'm not a big puck guy. I don't think he'll ever stay healthy. And he's six, seven, that kind of worries me, but I am a big Lazardo guy. Um, he can turn around and Monta's rock solid. I mean, that, that was a big loss. That's a big arm to have back. And then on top of it, then you get to the offense. Look, Mitch Moreland's the most Oakland replacement guy ever. <laughs> I think he's going to be fine in that ballpark. Elvis Andrews, I know Henry hates it. I actually like that. I think his, he offers a dynamic that Oakland needs, especially in a ballpark like that. Um, he's probably not Simeon, but uh, you know, they have, they have enough there power wise to make things interesting. Um, Loriano, I think will have a, a better year. So, yeah. I mean, this is Of all the teams in the division, I mean, Oakland is the closest to their ceiling coming to fruition in my mind. They don't need that many things to go right because they had so many things go wrong and they still won the division last year. So granted, they're playing other divisions. It won't be as easy because they got to play mostly their own division last year, but everyone else has the same challenge. So in my mind, I think Oakland's it's their division to lose. They had a 38 run differential better than Houston last year. I'm I'm on board. I, I don't maybe they're not going to be a World Series contender, but they definitely should win the West in my mind.
2: I have a fun prediction. Okay. There's a guy on that team that I love because he's just fun to watch and he does everything. Manny, who am I talking about? Oh, uh Chad Pender. Oh man, Chad Pender. My prediction is there's going Chad Pender will play all every single position before the year's up.
0: Oh, I like it.
2: All <laughs> All nine. He's going to play well, every position. We're going to get blown out one game. Put I, him love, in. I love that kid. He's yeah. just fun. He plays every position. You pluck him yes. and put him anywhere, and he's pretty damn good everywhere. So he's going to play every position this year.
1: Yeah. He, he's actually in, in depth charts on the outfield and um, second and third right now. So, he yeah, I love that guy too. He gets injured once in a while, but nothing too bad. Um, I think Sergio Romo is going to provide the uh, he's gonna be the va- the clubhouse value this year I really love that they picked him up he's got a lot of insight and he's already you know working with the the other pitchers and he's trying to get he's not he's not afraid he's not shy so and he's 38 now so I think that's his value more than actually pitching and I just hope he stays in that uh, four to five er that's the worst range he has this season, but could go another route.
0: Yeah, dude's rock solid. He's, he's played for Tampa. They always seem to make guys good. And uh, and he's going to Oakland, so the ballpark should help him too. Uh, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, I Henry and I in agreement. I, I think it's Oakland's division. I don't know if it'll even be that close over 162 games. Um, Manny, Manny it, Manny's
2: which, just acting like a scorn girlfriend. That's all. Yeah, I,
0: I get it. <laughs> uh, look, I finally picked the Yankees to win the division last year, and they burned me, so I get it. Um, Manny, before we uh, we show you off here, uh, since you won't be on our our show the night before opening day, what what's your World Series prediction? Oh shoot, I
1: really didn't put too much thought. I mean,
0: can't say the Yankees. <sighs>
1: Well, we know it's not going to be over. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no I, it, it's um, – well, yeah, my my dream one is A's versus Padres probably, but I'm going to go um, – I, I think that the Padres, I like that team. I mean, I've, I haven't – I've followed them by just being there. I yep. go to San Diego a lot. I go to a lot of games there, and now to see all these names and what's going on there, I'm like, okay – it's not just that; it's it's everything that in that that rivalry now with the Dodgers. So I think they're gonna. We have a full season. They're gonna win it the the division this year. I hope. I know it's part of me being a fan, but I think so. Padres and the NL, the AL. I really haven't. I really like the White Sox. I mean, they're the ones I've seen that are just. I saw I saw them close up close just watching games last year um, in the uh, playoffs, and I like what I saw then. And to see them improve on the off season, I, I think um, they're ready.
0: Okay, Rob, you got that? White Sox and Padres. Our first World Series prediction of the season. Um, <laughs> thank you, Manny, for joining us. You know, have a, a good rest of your man. night. As appreciate it. Yes.
1: Wow. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this. And too bad I didn't get, 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 go on when I was in Hawaii. I wish I had done that, but it didn't work out.
0: <laughs>
2: I would have been jealous for sure.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Take it easy.
0: Yeah. And now we will switch it over here to the NL West. Immediately insert old Dong City friend here, Sean. How are you? What's up? How's it going, guys? Good, good. Good, you are now defending champion, Sean.
2: Now you're yeah. you're back on Donk City. How many inches did it grow since the World Series?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a lot longer than four hours since you won the World Series. So
2: Don yeah. <laughs> went from being white to black. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it started, Sean. You know the rules. We're in the bottoms up here in the NL West. Very sure. intriguing division, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, we, st- we start with the diamondbacks who last season, 25 and 35, uh, nine and 15 against teams over 500. They were winning record at home, but nine and 21 on the road, negative run differential Arizona diamondbacks. Let's we'll, we'll get you warmed up here, Sean. What do you think of them? Um, I don't think they're as bad as some people are saying. I think if you get a bounce back year from, uh,
3: Escobar, if you get a bounce back year from Mar- Marte, wasn't great last year either, right? Um, and I really love Gallon. I think Gallon could be a potential Cy Young contender. Um, they have a few bullpen arms. It's a little shaky in the bullpen. Um, I don't know. I think they're around 500, 82 wins, 83 wins for the Diamondbacks. I'm not as down on them as others seem to be.
0: I take it you assume you're, you don't think they'll finish last again.
3: No, I definitely don't think they're finished in last. Not with Colorado in the division. I think Colorado
0: <laughs> fair. Possibly the worst
3: team of baseball. I mean, they're up there. <laughs>
0: Henry, what do you think of the Diamondbacks?
2: I think the Diamondbacks absolutely suck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, and I want to know why, so think go ahead. I the
2: Diamondbacks are absolute trash. I got them pegged for, like, 77, 78 wins.
3: All right, that's not that much different than 82.
2: Zach Gallen is all they have to look forward to. They have Joaquin Sorry on this team. They have they gave a five year deal to Madison Bumgarner. Come on,
3: let's face it. There's only two teams in the division, so yeah, yeah, was was the bottom three.
2: Cattell Marte, what version are we getting of Cattell Marte? I, I'm just not a fan of this. Zach Gallen is probably the only thing worth watching on this team to see if this kid uh, reaches the ceiling or anything close to it. I'm not a fan of this team whatsoever.
0: I'm not either. And they scare me for all the like bad reasons. Uh, They're they're good. Young players weren't good last year. Now, you know, short sample size, weird season. A lot of good players were bad. Um, But the upside of the other guys is like what? I mean, Bumgarner's finished. He is having such a classic giant starter career. It's not even funny. You might as well call him Tim Lincecum. Which is uh,
3: great. How great is Bumgarner sucking?
0: I mean, that's just something to celebrate for I, everyone. I, I, he'll look, he'll retire, and in, in, when this contract's up, go back to his like South Carolina barn or whatever. are assuming
2: league. he even finishes this contract.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it, look, his arm is finished. He could no be way all the, he's got five years in him. No way. He could be all the six foot four he wants. He's finished. Um, you know, he doesn't have lints to come but the Giants, they look, they won three titles. They burn their arms out. This is what they do. And when we saw Bumgarner trial by fire, be burned out every October. So it's totally acceptable and normal for this to happen. Terrible acquisition, made no sense for the Diamondbacks. That's a move you expect from the Blue Jays or Angels and they didn't even make it. Um, <laughs>
2: didn't they get his Drupal Cabrera?
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on. You got, I, I mean, Carson Kelly is like the master of none over there, I catch her. Christian Wait, Walker- Carson
2: Kelly, for the record, Carson Kelly was the guy That everyone wanted to push Yadia Molina out of St. Louis for, by the way.
0: Yeah. Everyone
2: was in a hurry to push Yadia Molina out in St. Louis so this kid can get a start and and he's barely holding on.
0: This is another offense, totally 21-21 type offense. It's not really that dynamic to me. They're not capable of a lot. Cole Calhoun actually might be my favorite player in this lineup, right field over there, Uh, Austin Spiro Jr. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, there's just not a lot like of upside zach Gallen, i agree is great i love zach Gallen, but then you got merrill kelly sounds like a walking dead character luke weaver we're, we're waiting for him to explode every year uh and then you got Bumgarner, who is a bust and he hasn't even thrown a pitch for the diamondbacks yet
2: nick ahmed is still the shortstop for the diamondbacks how many years have we been saying this i, I we talked about this with felipe yesterday how many years have we been saying nick ahmed to the diamondback right. like come on <laughs>
0: I feel like half their team is like that. You're like every year you're like, oh, this guy might, might have a great season. And then he doesn't. But to your point, Sean, I don't think they'll come in last because the Rockies exist. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the Rockies here last year, 26 and 34. They only finished three games uh, out of the wild card in an expanded playoff. They're not going to sniff that this year, 78 uh, run differential. So they were probably worse than 26 and 34 in a small sample size, and they were 9 and 15 against teams above 500. So it wasn't a fluke. Um, this is a team that traded Nar- Nolan Arenado. Henry's <laughs> heartbroken, lost their best player, future Hall of Famer, Nolan Arenado, Team USA champion, Fuck Nolan God. Arenado.
2: Fake ass Puerto Rican, Nor-
0: <laughs> NL version of Matt Chapman, Nolan Arenado. We could go on and on, Fuck but God. they lost him. And
2: let me mute you.
0: <laughs> Daniel. Bar- this is the funniest thing about the Rockies. Dan- Daniel Bard is their closer right now.
3: <laughs> Daniel Bard is the closer.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take you. my drafts. Definitely. <laughs> the man was gone for six years. He comes back. He's closing for the Colorado Rockies. And then you get to their lineup. This is another team just like the Diamondbacks. This is the point I was going to make earlier with, with the AOS. The AOS, like the Angels and Rangers right now, have no idea how to build a team. But the NL West teams have no idea how to rebuild a team. The Giants should have rebuilt like three years ago. The Rockies are half-assing whatever it is they're trying to do, like little like leaks of, of smart decisions too late, and then they don't get a good return. And the Diamondbacks are perpetually mediocre like the Mariners. So outside of the Dodgers and Padres, like you said, Sean, this, league, this division just doesn't have their shit together. And we've been waiting on Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rogers yep. and Garrett Hampson uh, forever, forever. It feels like we're waiting for these guys to break out and they just haven't yet.
3: I feel like you could take those bottom three teams and they're just, I mean,
0: I wouldn't be surprised that they
3: finished in any order. And it, it's really bad yeah. that they have a terrible starting pitching staff and they don't have a good bullpen and they play in Colorado. That's not, and they lost their cleanup hitter. So you don't see too much upside there other than story and an aging Blackman uh, yep. who was who even their starting pitching staff. I can't even think of it
0: off the top of my head. By the way, Ramel Tapia, another guy we've been waiting to like Tapia, yeah, I really yeah. love that guy's hitting profile. Like two years ago, he was like the it guy.
2: The only and Tapia that- I recognize is Johnny Tapia.
0: <laughs> uh herman marquez
2: that guy i like
0: very much i like his arm i think he'll be traded <laughs> So it's kind of move so look yeah.
2: here's the thing it, you got four storylines with colorado who's gonna trade for herman marquez
3: mm-hmm. when
2: are they gonna trade trevor story
3: mm-hmm.
2: when will john gray get hurt mm-hmm. and how many home runs is cj crone gonna hit in the that's yeah. it
0: yeah now, to answer your question, Sean, what I, they have Marquez, they have Ant- Antonio Sensantola, who I believe was the worst pitcher in baseball in 2019. He's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah. Uh, he's young, for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, not too young, 26 this year. Uh, Kyle Freeland, who I actually think will have a bounce back. I actually like Kyle Freeland. You never uh, know. Yeah, certainly not going to be an ace. And then you got John Gray, who Henry said is John Gray. Yeah. time. Austin Gombar, Derek Rodriguez, uh, Giants cast off. Chi Chi Gonzalez is over there, and then you've got a (laughs) bunch of guys who sound like they're in boy bands. So those are that's the Rockies depth chart for the rotation. The bullpen, like I said, when you've got Daniel Bard starting in the closer role, it's not promising, and the bullpen reflects that. It's a lot of guys I've never heard of or don't care about.
2: They have a Chi Chi and they have a Rodriguez in their rotation. I'm just saying. (laughs) <laughs> you're
0: gonna Connor see some Joe dynasty my dynasty <laughs> league has a running joke about Connor Joe he's he's over there on the roster Greg Bird old friend of the Yankees we're hey, another hey, guy guys. we're waiting for him to explode <laughs> hasn't happened in 10 years it feels like um Bird
2: is, leave the Rockies in home runs in 2021 no he's hitting 41 <laughs> home
0: runs this year for sure um it'll be the Coors effect you know this is what I'll say the positive things about the Rockies because even their positive things like Blackman's getting older so that there's some water on that. Trevor Story and Marquez will both be traded like Henry said. I like Colton Welker. He's having a big spring. I think he'll be starting at third by the end of the year. Uh, probably earlier than that. And... Uh, and they do have some some guys, like we mentioned, who, you know, Garrett Hampson could turn it around, and Brendan Rodgers could turn it around, but they still have to. And in cores, there's no excuse not to as a hitter, but they've still figured out how to just not – like none of their prospects pan out to be what they're supposed to be.
2: Which, which team will be suckered into taking Charlie Blackman?
0: Oh, God. Uh, you know, he seems like such a cardinal to me, but I don't know why they would do it. But uh, –
3: would have to get him real cheap like you can't give up anything to get charlie blackman at this point, right Blackman, uh, you I assume isn't oh, Henry
2: huh i think this is charlie blackman's walk here let me okay ask.
3: you're gonna see some, you're gonna see some ugly games there in colorado when the dodgers and the padres oh go there
2: my god uh, I think
3: even the, the uh, nl east teams that when the braves go there we, we might we might see some 20 spots are you ready oh for this god. Yeah. And then when they play each other, when it's the, when it's the pod, when it's the, when it's the Rockies versus the Diamondbacks or the Rockies yeah. versus the Giants, that's going to be some ugly. Wait wait, wait,
2: wait, I want to, yeah. I want to bring in some comedic relief here. Charlie Blackman 2021 is due 20 million, $21 million, 2022 oh $21 God. million, dollars, 2023 $13 million.
3: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> couldn't, happen, that, couldn't happen to a nicer team. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by
2: the way, everyone, we know Trevor's story splits. We, I, you guys know I've drilled Arenado splits into your head by now. You want to see some nasty splits? Go look at Charlie Blackman's splits.
3: Oh my God, mm-hmm. I know. They're worse than Arenado's. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a product, of course, without question.
2: You can still go get it in the center field, but oof.
3: yeah, he's a good baseball player, but he's he's not, you know,
2: he's Jackie Brad- the- he's Jackie Bradley Jr. But got paid,
0: <laughs> yeah, making twenty mil. I uh. <laughs> I don't, you know, you can talk me into Trevor Story this winter. Um, I have no interest, in, and I say this as a Yankees fan, because mm-hmm. they they may or may not be in the market for a shortstop by the All-Star break. Um, I have no interest in trading for Trevor Story. I have no interest in trading for um, Charlie Blackman. Marquez, you can talk me into, but... Those two, no, and they Marquez will be traded. You're right. Yeah,
2: he, he's still a Rockies pitcher, and and Marquez has the arsenal, but he's a Rockies pitcher,
0: right? Um,
2: John Gray wants to break say, that mold, and
0: if the Texas Rangers are anywhere near 500, that's like the perfect team to make a trade for one of those outfielders. Yeah, or I'm sorry for for one of those uh, hitters.
2: Same division, different team. The Angels, because that's a very Angels thing to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Angels yeah. are like, you know what? We need three pitchers. Let's trade for Charlie Blackman. He'll he'll be the buffer for Joe Adele once Dexter Fowler gets hurt. Exactly. Yeah. He'll um, take
2: over uh Justin Upton's contract. Here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh so I've got yeah, this is my first split from 2020. I've got the Rockies and Diamondbacks flip-flopping. Diamondbacks fourth, Rockies fifth. Um so I got the Rockies. I got the Rockies winning maybe 67, 70 games, 72 games tops. Yeah. They won't lose a hundred. I do think they will lose 90. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. 90 and a hundred losses. I think the diamondbacks will be a little bit better. I think that they'll uh, like 85, 86 losses. I'll say, um, And then you move on to the San Francisco Giants, who I think are very comfortably right in their third place spot where they've wanted to be ever since they won the World Series by not rebuilding ever and having one of the oldest teams in the majors, despite having no chance at winning the division over the next five to 10 years. (laughs) So let's get to them. (laughs) These are uh, the heroes of yesteryear. This is, they remind me so much of the Phillies after they won their world. And granted, giants had a you know pseudo dynasty they had a they did everything right they won three world series you can't take that away from them but much like the phillies after the their run in 2008 through 2010 they did not know when to fold them they did not follow kenny rogers advice and here they are with a team i think their average age is over 30 this isn't a team that's like rebuilding with like young sexy prospects and they're not good yet this is a team that has some of that but also a lot of old guys, uh, signed to like legitimate money too. This isn't a team that has a huge payroll flexibility. So I don't really know what's going on there. Sean, we'll start with you. This is your mortal sworn enemy. What do you think of the giants? Well, before we do that, I'd just like to say, I hate the Rockies
3: more than I hate the giants. Well, really? I
0: just,
3: yeah. As an organization, I just can't stand them for various reasons. We won't even go into that. But, uh, I think the giants are, uh, kind of on finally on the right track where you could see them you could see a little glimmer of hope maybe two three years from now but as of now they're a very mediocre team you know other than Yastrzemski who really excites you on that team very few players right um but I think that once they clear out all those old guys and they bring some prospects up they should make a bunch of trades I think maybe they'll be back a few years from now but this year definitely not next year definitely not so uh but definitely not as bad as the Rockies Definitely not as bad as the Rockets.
0: (laughs) That's true. And I also have faith in the Giants. See, here's the thing about the Giants that I'll give them credit for. I have disagreed with everything they've done since they, since it was evident they were no longer going to be a World Series contender, which was evident as early as 2017 and they still haven't rebuilt. Um, They do play above their heads. Credit to them. Like every year I'm like, this team sucks. And they're like, well, actually we're mediocre. So I'll give them that. Um, I wish my giants in football would be like that. They're not. They're just like, <laughs> oh, we suck instead. So <laughs> I'll give them that credit, but <laughs> to your point, Sean, I, I agree with you. I think they're starting to be on the right track. Um, they've taken some other teams prospects. So they've got some, some guys is like you said, is there Joey Bart is just about major league ready. Mm-hmm. They got a few players, you know, not as bare as the
3: Rockies, that's for sure. I think
2: I lost you. Vince, you there? Did we lose Vince? I think we lost Vince. Yeah, he froze on my screen. So. It's okay. He's frozen on mine. So Vince, were, he said they were mediocre. He's not yeah. wrong. I will say I personally give the Giants credit because I thought they were going to be absolutely hard last year. And they competed all the way to the end.
3: They, they play the right way, yeah. you
2: know? They could have traded a bunch of veterans until they credit. They did not do so. They kept playing. They kept. They wanted to, you know, make a playoff spot with expanded playoffs. I will give them that credit. I think this year you see them trade some of those guys. You get Buster Posey coming back. He left last year. Tommy LaStella is coming. Uh, is playing third base. Evan Longori is finally on his way out the door. I think they trade their entire infield ev- eventually. We don't know who Donovan Solano is, what version – of Donovan Solano, we're going to see this guy. He's already in his 30s, I believe, and he had a hell of a season last year, but is that who he really is? So, I don't think they're going to make noise, but I will give, put some respect on their name, as Birdman says, and I will, you know, they're not going to finish last. I'll have them coming in third, but I will put some respect in the name. I appreciate how they're run as an organization. They still have $150 million plus payroll. You, you got to respect the Giants. They believe in whatever it is that they're doing. It may not work, but they're, they're playing the right way, like you said, Sean. You know, mm-hmm. They're going, they're not trading everyone. They're not tanking. They're trying to make a playoff spot. And that that has something to be said to it. So, you know, I, well, I definitely think we have to give the Giants some credit there.
3: Yeah, once they get rid of a lot of the dead wood, a lot of those older guys, I think, you know, maybe they'll, they'll have something going in a couple of years. And uh, they might be a 500 team this year with the way they play.
2: But like you said, Joey Bart is going to be a fun, fun guy to watch. Yeah. So we'll Love continue. You. Vince will probably hang up and, and call back in. All right. Uh, leads us. We went to the Diamondbacks. We did the Rockies. And there's Vince coming back now. Let's see. Let him connect. There you go, Vince.
0: Oh, there I am. Yeah. That was a weird purgatory. Hope everyone enjoyed <laughs> the space for a long period of time. You mentioned,
2: and, uh, you mentioned the New York football giants and your shit went dark. <laughs> yeah, <you
0: know? laughs> that's right. They even <laughs> both on, on our own podcast. Um, Anyway, I'm not completely sure what was discussed. Are we done with the Giants?
2: Basically, what I said was we got to put some respect on the Giants' name for the way they went about things. They trade. I have them trading their entire infield, and Joey Bart eventually gets called up.
0: I hope that is the case. A trade – like an actual fire sale would do wonders for them, and they're close enough with their farm system now where, like, one big fire sale – and maybe one bad 2022 and that team could be contending for something. It's gonna to be tough because of these next two teams. But so, like
2: I said, you do have to give them some credit. They did absolutely. Play they played it the right way. They're not cheap. Their payroll is still over 150 million dollars. They didn't tank, they didn't mail it in. They didn't trade everyone away. I, I still give the the Dodgers some res- I mean the Giants some respect as how, as to how they're run.
0: Yeah, I agree. They never they never sold out for their fans. Um, and there's something you said for it. It's old school. It's not something a lot of people agree with, but they did it. And look, you win three titles in five years, you get like a five to 10 year reprieve, regardless. Mm-hmm. So,
2: and let's be uh, real, they let go of Mad Bum at the right time. They, you know, they held ground. They didn't re-sign him. They could have re-signed him and brought him back and no one would have said anything about it. But they did the right thing for their franchise and they moved on.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was a smart move, I agree. One of the moves I agree with, with their uh, rebuild. So, speaking of rebuilds, I don't know what you want to call it, but the San Diego Padres just had some winter. <laughs> and uh, the by far the most lightning rod intriguing team this winter. This is the it team ever since the playoffs when they started just donging the shit out of everyone, making a run, moving all the way up to the Dodgers in a, a nice NLCS matchup. And then the Dodgers promptly took care of them uh, almost effortlessly. And here we go. The Padres, credit to them, did not back down from that ass kicking and say, you know what, we're going to try again 2022, 2023. Instead, they were like, we're going straight for your jugular and we're going to do everything we can to win the World Series this year. They acquired you Darvish and the Cubs gave him away because they have a terrible front office. They acquired <laughs> Blake Snell and Tampa gave him away. And we'll see how that benefits Tampa eventually, because I'm sure it will. They, uh, they have Lamette, who I've been calling an ace in the making now for two years, and I think this is the year he does it. Insane. And then we Chris Paddock. I mean, we forgot about Chris Paddock and the dude almost won Rookie of the Year last year. Um, yeah, they have a scary rotation, that's for sure. Yeah, and then Joe Musgrove, rock-solid uh, extra arm. Clevenger gets hurt, tough break, but he's there too. So I think the, I think the only question is Lamette and Snell – have never been
3: have never gone a full I've never pitched 200 innings we don't know how the arm's going to hold up I know LeMet has had a lot of issues in the past um so he's going to need to stay healthy if they're going to you know challenge the division I think
0: yeah now they've got four guys who could theoretically pitch like an ace this year so they've yeah. got that going for them to your point and they have at least five guys who will fill out a rotation nicely um, and they still have a, a deep farm system. It's probably not the best in baseball anymore, but it's still very, very good. And they still have Mackenzie Gore roaming around. Who knows when he's going to be up to the majors or not? I don't think he's pitched in Double A yet. But that was some
3: that was some 4D chess to make all those moves and still wind up with most of your prospects intact.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was pretty impressive. Yeah. Hey. fleecing the shit out of the Cubs will do that. <laughs> uh, Cubs were like, we've got our biggest. Trade piece, let's do a salary dump. Sounds like the right move with our terrible, terrible farm system that we could have supplemented. Um, by the way, AL and NL Central previews next week. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the bullpen, Mark Melanson back there, they got Drew Pomerantz and Emilio Pagan, uh, Matt Strom, all these guys, again, big upside. It, it's a pretty good bullpen. Pretty good. Um, Javi Guerra, one of those uh one of those guys I'm always intrigued by. He's like one of those freak like uh hybrid reliever type arms. Adrian Morjon, big time prospect, who's now got his feet wet in the majors and he's he's uh you know he'll be there all year. Ryan Weathers, Henry's like favorite player ever. He's <laughs> he's over there.
2: I'm a big Ryan Weathers fan. Everyone talks about Mackenzie Gore, which I don't blame them, but they always like Weathers is always forgotten about. I'm a big fan yeah. of. Him.
0: Yeah, you were, you were a big fan of them acquiring him, for sure. Um, and then we get to the offense. Austin Nola, acquired for catcher. Solid. Eric Hosmer, acquired for first base. Pretty good. Moves Jake, or, uh, Jake Cronenworth over at second, coming off a of big year. Uh, just in case, by the way, they also have Hasing Kim, the the uh, Korean import, and Jericho Profar as infield depth. Manny mm-hmm. Machado comes back at third. Fernando Tatis Jr., maybe the most electric player right now in baseball, uh, signed just a $11 billion contract. He's over there at <laughs> shortstop. Yep. And then your outfield of Trent, season on the line, Error Grisham, Will Myers, and Tommy Pham. And, uh, and yeah i i, I mean it's, it's a loaded team <laughs> it's there's now, no no getting around a lot of talent
3: now didn't fam get stabbed in the offseason something like that didn't fam have a stab wound he had to take care of I he's think- like a guy that i think is a little questionable i, I was think- like i don't know I have
0: like to get probably, him? he not only got stabbed but he also just turned 31 for what it's worth yeah and he's oh. he got
3: yeah he may be the one bat that be on the downside, but if you have Ted Thies and Machado, and I really like Myers, I feel like he's at blossoming again. Um, yeah, they're gonna score a million runs, they're gonna prevent, I think, they're the second best team in baseball, if you ask me bluntly.
0: My favorite thing about the Padres this year is they very quietly traded for old Yankee favorite prospect Jorge Mateo, who, like, Yankee that was like the guy for Yankee fans. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was in the right. uh, the Sunny Gray trade with James Caprelli and Dustin Fowler. Um, That's right. The Padres basically signed him to be a uh, specialized pinch runner, which (laughs) cracks me like they could afford to trade for this former big time prospect. The dude's got like 80 speed. So it's a perfect role for him, but he really was traded to basically be a pinch runner. And that (laughs) cracks me up. Um, That's a testament by the way, to how far Jorge Mateos' stock has fallen and also how loaded the Padres are at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So 95 wins minimum. i think. Minimum. Okay. You got, yeah. I assume second place is where you've got them. Yeah. I got them about five back, you know, five, seven back. Is 95 wins the second best record in the NL?
3: Um, I think them and the Braves will fight for second best record. I, I think the Dodgers and the Padres are the two best teams in baseball. Personally, you yeah. can make an argument for the Braves. You can make an argument for the White Sox, the Yankees. And uh, that's about it, right? Dodgers, Padres. You got about a handful. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. A, it, yeah, it's definitely uh, not a very big list. I don't think this year. No. very top
3: went, heavy baseball.
0: Padres went thirty-seven and twenty-three last season, which was the second best record in the NL, and they finished six games out of first place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the Dodgers, uh, it, plus eighty-four run difference, they scored three hundred and twenty-five runs in sixty games. That's that's good. Um, yeah. And for what it's worth, their Pythagorean had them winning 38 games instead of 37. So you can argue slightly underachieved, winning record at home, winning record away, six and seven against plus 500 teams for what it's worth, very small sample size. There's nothing in their short season last year that would imply it's a fluke. Um, They've obviously added way, way more talent than they had last year in the offseason. Is there any chance here, Sean, that this team – maybe takes that one step forward, one step back, two steps forward approach where they might actually regress a little this year before exploding in 2022? Are you 100% on board this team's challenging for second-best record in the NL?
3: 100% on board. I don't think they take a step back with their young players um, blossoming. Tatis, um, he's going to be better than he was last year, I would say. And, uh, you know, Darvish is rock solid. Uh, Snell, while he might not be as durable as others – when he's on, you know, he's one of the best, uh, you know, that's a scary pitching staff. I think just that keeps their seal. their uh, floor very low. I don't think they can be an underachieving team underachieving would be 88, 90 wins. I think.
0: Yeah. I, uh, 90 wins to me. If you, if the Padres win less than 90 games, I don't care how many injuries they had, <laughs> that's going to be a major disappointment. And I don't, you know, I don't say that to sound hypocritical, right. Cause you know, my own team last two years had catastrophic injury, but yeah. um, the Padres is the winter. They just had, this team has to win 90 plus or yeah. else yeah. It, it's a disaster. Uh, and they have the depth to do it. Henry, what do you think about the Padres?
2: I think the Padres are it. I think if they don't win, it's like the biggest choke job ever. That is a team without a hole in it. That team had such an amazing offseason that if you go back one more offseason, they actually did the unthinkable. They beat Tampa Bay in a trade. Yeah. The, the Tommy Fam trade, the Padres won. Jay Cronworth, Tommy Fam for uh, Hunter Renfro and uh, Hunter Renfro and someone else. But Tampa Bay lost that trade. Tampa Bay never loses a trade. Now, yeah. to, to Sean's point about durability, And baseball, I think we have to get off that train. I think we have to let go of the idea that pitchers are pitching 200 innings. 2018, only 15 pitchers pitched over 200 innings. 2019, only 13 pitchers pitched over 200. Mm -hmm. Those days are long gone. Guys, managers don't ride them anymore. The analytics say what Tampa Bay – what we saw on the national stage with, with Blake Snell is what Tampa Bay does. If the stats say you are only effective through the first two times of the rotation, I don't give a fuck about what you're doing. That's all you're pitching. That's where Tampa Bay loses me that they don't have a feel for the game. Because
3: Snell is dominating. Unless it's the World Series and yeah. Snell is dominating. Yeah, they
2: don't – that's just—they <laughs> don't. That's where Tampa Bay always loses me. They don't have a feel for the game. They yeah. have their book, they have their numbers, and they stick to it no matter what. They so mm-hmm. you know, win or die. They will tell you that they were right even if the results were wrong. Because yeah, they don't have a feel for the game, and that's where you kind of lose me. You need touch and feel along with analytics. You look at yeah. in the World Series; he was dealing. He probably would have went out there and pitched a complete game shutout the way he was going. And I, I just this rotation is is six deep. You got Clevenger coming back next year. You have Weathers and Gore coming right after that. Reinforcements are coming heavy and cheap. So this team, this team can be an absolute juggernaut for close to a decade. I mean,
3: yeah, it's scary.
2: It's it's absolutely ridiculous what they did in the offseason. That team is loaded. There's zero holes in there. Their worst player is probably some team's best player. So I, I just that this is just exciting. It, is he as good as everyone says? It's kind of hard to maintain that level of hype. There's yeah. only one Mike Trout. And I know we love Mike Trout, and our group loves Mike Trout. There's only one Mike Trout. You, you don't mm-hmm. see that kind of production, especially from the shortstop position. And when you do, there are guys named A Rod, and there's things that you know go inside of them that don't aren't, aren't legit. So you very rarely see that kind of production from the shortstop position. I actually think that Tease takes a little step back just because the hype is too impossible to match. So I, I but this team is absolutely loaded and and they they're gonna win hundred plus games. I think they'll challenge 115 all-time record.
0: I wow. so I <laughs> I've never agreed and disagreed with you so much in, in one sentence there. Um, I agree with you on Tatis. I do think he almost it's almost impossible for him to meet expectations, especially now that he's got that contract. Yeah, but also I mean, if you look at his 2019, obviously only 54 at bets. Um I am yeah only 54 at-bats he uh he wasn't you look at him he hasn't had a full season where he's put it all together is what I'm trying to say and maybe that can happen he's got a great supporting cast around him but he's also 23 he's never had a full season where he's put it all together and 2020 I think changes expectations unfairly to a lot of players for better or worse and maybe him in the most extreme example um i don't know if he is the guy yet who's going to be in that conversation with a juan soto and i'm speaking offensively here or mike trout or you know i don't think he's coming for the throne quite yet all the talent in the world could absolutely do it he's exciting he's fun he's good for baseball unlike trout and his personality uh, but he, I don't think he's in that inner circle yet, and I think he's being treated like that. And I think he's going to be a little bit outside of that this season. Mm-hmm. As far as the Padres themselves, completely agree with you, Sean. This is to me, this is to me, undoubtedly the second best team in the in the league in the it may actually probably in all of baseball, definitely in the NL. Um, I think they're better than the Braves. We'll get to the the East obviously in a couple of weeks. This team is loaded. Um, They did everything right, like Henry said, in the offseason. They didn't give up a shit ton of talent. Uh, They still have a deep farm. They have depth in the major league roster. Their front end depth is fantastic everywhere, both both in the rotation in the the lineup and in the bullpen. Um, They've just got everything going for them. The only thing they don't have going for them is that they share a division with the Dodgers. That's it. (laughs) Everything else is going for them. They've done a fantastic job to build this team and put it in the franchise position it's in. Um, I don't think they're going to be historically good, mainly because they have to play the Dodgers a lot, and I don't think teams like the Giants are awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think if you want to talk me into a 100-plus wins, I can buy that. If you want to talk me into a 90-win floor, I can buy that too. If you mm-hmm. want to talk me into an NLCS rematch, I can absolutely eat that up as well. Uh, or I'm sorry, it wasn't a rematch because the Braves were there. But if you want to talk me you a know, Dodgers Padres rematch, I could buy that too. So it'll um,
2: be a lot of fun. So do the it'll TV networks.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, unfortunately, it's impossible because one of them has to win the wild cards. They're yeah. f- playing each other in the first in the first real round. Yeah. But, If by some miracle, one of those teams doesn't have the best record, I would love to see that NLCS. I I think they are by far the two best teams, and this will be the biggest example besides 20 – or you're right there with 2018 as to why these rules are stupid for wildcard. Because you're having absolutely the two best teams almost inevitably facing each other in that first round, assuming – Not to mention
2: teams that are actually spending money who are competing. It's funny how that goes hand in hand,
0: right? Yeah, Uh, what are the Padres, the 20th biggest market – uh, so they've got a really big mattress they're reaching under. I don't know where it came from, but they've got a really big mattress where they could pull this money out right, right in a pandemic. Spending and, money yeah.
2: correlates to winning. It's just fucking absolutely
0: amazing. It is so crazy. When you invest in your own business, you can get positive results. I, I don't
2: no, no $15 minimum wage, Vince.
0: No. So there you have it with the Padres. I, I, everything positive I can say about them I love what this team did in the offseason they really led the way and they really were the first team to be innovative I I said this I said this in 2019 that 2020 was going to cause a lot of havoc for 2021 with the pitchers in particular because you had a very small season it's going to be a lot of strain on the arms you have to have deep rotations the Padres were the first team who really went out there and they were like you know what We don't need five starters. We need six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys who can get us through this season. Now, the only team who's actually inherently been doing that already are the Los Angeles Dodgers. So we get to them now. Los Angeles Dodgers didn't need to do that this offseason because they already had like eight really good starters. Uh, And then they went and they added Trevor Bauer, which almost seems unfair. So let's talk about the Dodgers. And Sean, you could lead us off. We know the accolades. They're defending World Series champions. They went 43 and 17 last year, which was a 116 win pace if you Mm -hmm. extrapolated that to a full season. They won eight of their last 10 regular season games. They obviously did well in the playoffs. They scored 349 runs. They had a 136 run differential. They went 21 and 9 at home, 22 and 8 away. So there's no Mm -hmm. red splits there. And they went 8 and 5 against teams over 500. Uh What do you think of your Los Angeles Dodgers and their chance to repeat this year?
3: Uh, Well, I think they have a great chance. I still think they're slightly better than the Padres. Henry might disagree, but I think if you throw out uh, seven starters, you know, you have Kershaw, Bauer, Bueller, which is scary. I mean, just think of what I just said there. you got Kershaw, Bauer, and Bueller. That's scary. Even if they didn't have a deep staff, that would be enough to win 95 games, I think. But then you have Price with a year off. You have Dustin May. You have Gonsolin, and you have Urias. And I think you're going to see those four guys – you rotate the last two spots and i think that i was talking about this with someone earlier the dodgers are going to be sneaky with that il you know yeah dustin, Mays, dustin Mays is going to suddenly wake up with a stiff neck one day yeah, he's on the, the red Sox IL. special yeah. you see that all yeah.
0: the time in like the oh seven so, era.
3: so they're going to manage that that staff very well i think i don't think that an injury is a, a big deal even if kershaw misses six weeks i don't think it's a big deal um so I think they have the best pitching staff in baseball as far as depth and being top heavy.
0: Yeah. It's uh, look, the rotation. This is the other thing I like about the Dodgers rotation, Trevor Bauer, uh, Lester, St. Clayton Kershaw, but Trevor Bauer, David Price, in particular are guys who are legacy 200 inning type arms. These are guys mm-hmm. who are fully built up. Henry's right. The days of 200 pit innings, uh, those days are probably over it's the expectations now down A 300 hitter used to be good. Now it's like 280. Well, 200 innings used to be good. Now it's like 175. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think eventually you're going to see a lot of 150 inning type arms out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to start to intermingle with relievers who are going to be over hundred innings. They're going to be like, it's going to be that close of a gap, but for the Dodgers, you have two guys, two or three guys who have done, who have, who have those innings. And then you're down you, the guys who don't have those innings, Dustin May, Julio Urias, Tony Gonzalez, Walker Buehler, four of the best pitchers in baseball. So mm-hmm. that's what you're dealing with when you're talking about the Dodgers. Is yeah, you're right. They can take one or two guys out of those rotations, plug the other guys in, and you don't miss a beat. No,
2: yeah. not for Tony Gonzalez, jam guys.
0: No, we we mentioned him. Yeah, oh, I mentioned okay. Gonzalez, yeah. but yeah, Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> and I like Gonzalez. I think almost as much, if not more, than Dustin May. I, I like him. I I agree. Yeah. I think
3: better raw stuff, but it looks like Gonsolin is uh, a little more polished
0: already. Yeah, man. he kind of came right on the scene. And Julio Urias, the best arm out of all of them to me. I, I This guy is still, this is, he was a generational prospect. Like his mm-hmm. arm was a generational prospect arm mm-hmm. before he had the major injury. And then he came back from that injury perfectly fine um that expectation for me isn't gone i think this guy is an ace he just yes. hasn't had the innings yet so and he's, he's proven in any situation obviously he's
3: closing out the world series you know yeah, closing out
0: the very david price-esque right early yeah. on in his career um yeah. we yeah. saw that so this is a flat out it, it's the best for padres did an amazing job i'd still take the dodgers pitching staff yeah, um, yeah. at least in the rotation now their bullpen Kenley Jansen kind of scares me every single year, and he's getting older. Um, but but everyone else, I mean, Hall yeah. has an amazing. Arm. Victor has a great year, you know. Yeah. Well, you've got Stranin, Kelly, Canley, and Canooval. Those are four veteran arms who are rock solid, right? Like rock, you know. They have Gonzalez. marks for injuries, but they're rock-solid arms. They are rock-solid. Gonzalez was great last year. He was a rookie, too.
3: And he was pitching big outs, you know, in the playoffs. Yep. I liked what I saw out of him. Um, <laughs> once, once, once the playoffs roll around, you're going to have Gonsolin or May or Urias or Price. You're going to have a combination of them in the, in the bullpen, you know, pitching long relief, maybe even taking over as the closer role. Who knows? But that depth is going to come in handy in the playoffs, especially, yep.
0: I well, that's the name of the game. You know, the best teams in baseball this year are the ones with the most depth. Dodgers yeah. have the most depth and the most yeah. upsides. <laughs> so yeah. <there's>, you know, <laughs> that, that's why they're at the top looking down at everyone. And the, and chances are they're still going to be there. I, the We don't have to get in the offense, but Will Smith, Kybert Ruiz, big-time prospect, not a spot for him. Gavin Lux right. was the second-best prospect in baseball, and they're not the a spot for him.
3: Yeah. I know, I know. i
2: will have a spot for him next year, don't worry.
3: (laughs) 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 Max, That might be be hooking up a trade, too. I think Ruiz will eventually get traded because Smith is the the guy, I think, that committed to him. And uh, people like Ruiz,
0: Yeah,
3: that'll be the next, you know, Andrew Friedman. Edwin
0: Rios can hit, not a spot for him. Yep. Uh,
3: Chris Taylor was was
0: the darling, like, three years ago of that team. He was the the gem, not a spot for him. He'll be, the, there. he'll be the he'll be the hernandez this year chris taylor yeah he'll play. yeah oh and yeah. by the way Mookie betts is there with bellinger
3: yeah <laughs> so Best yeah. Bellinger and Pollock. that's a decent outfield
0: <laughs> this team is unbelievable what the dodgers do better than every other team in baseball and no one's really caught up to them yet is they have enough depth at all times to make the trade if they have to and mm-hmm. also have the major league talent to win a world series That's what they and they have the payroll flexibility to go out and get a Mookie Betts and extend him for over four hundred million dollars. That is the combination they've found that the Rays can't do because of payroll, that the Braves can't do because they don't trade for anyone useful ever, that the Padres can't do because they uh, haven't had they haven't won the World Series yet, the Yankees can't do because they can't figure out how to make that jugular trade yet. Um, They don't consistently have the farm system that the Dodgers do where they could just plug and play only the Dodgers have that formula that's why they've been World Series contenders for several years now they finally won one and now in my mind they are again the best team in baseball and should win this division so I've got them in first place here I'm assuming you agree and I'm also well actually we'll get to Henry but Sean I'm assuming you agree with me Dodgers will win this division um, I have
3: the winning division, not that comfortably over the Padres, but I think they're the best team. And, uh, you know, Corey Seeger is Corey, is what he thought he would be now. Um, they, that was in question.
2: Um, if he stays healthy, yes.
3: If he stays healthy, I mean, you're talking a guy who can make it 290, You know, the guy's great. Um, you have a lot of depth. You got Turner at third, and you also have Rios. You could put Muncie at second. And don't forget, Lux is the wild card. Lux has been hitting it in the spring. If he wins a job and he's 80% of what he's supposed to be, that's another bat, you know, there's no, there's no holes there.
0: And by the way, Ricky had mentioned Kershaw. I've been down on Kershaw for a few years. Won't draft him in fantasy um, (laughs) because he gets hurt. And because he's not the (laughs) Sandy Koufax prime anymore. But Trevor Kershaw I mean, Clayton Kershaw could be a number three starter on this team, and that's perfectly acceptable. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what Clayton Kershaw really is. Uh, all that matters is that he offers a veteran presence who can still put you in a uh, on a run of a sub three ERA for a while. Well, he's going to get some starts
3: skipped. He's going to wind up with an injury, even if it's not an injury. They're going to be super careful with.
2: It'll be his back.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They'll be careful with Bueller. Right. They'll be careful. I think Bauer is the one guy that they'll let rip, you know, he's there, he's on a short contract. He's been durable. Uh, other than that, they're going to get creative with the staff. Like, you know, they're going to use that IL. They're going to abuse it. It's yep. almost criminal. That IL.
0: <laughs> Let's finish up with you, Henry, because you had very strong words about the Padres. So I love the Padres. Get your thoughts on the Dodgers now.
3: I
2: think the Dodgers are everything you guys say they are. I think they are the best team at acquiring depth. They have, a ridiculous amount of depth you can plug and play guys left and right this team on paper on paper is a juggernaut they should win the Padres are just right on that ass I also think there's something to be said about the World Series hangover they were so close the previous two years so close I mean they're right there they had it snatched from them and then they finally got over the hump in an exciting fashion too there's there's that shit you know that that lingers Then you have the question of, can the Dodgers do it for a full season? We all said whoever won the World Series won the World Series, but the Dodgers did it in a short season. You still have to prove it over the long haul, and they do have the depth for that. With that said, they did lose a guy like Ike Hernandez, who is, even though he's not an all-star, that guy is like the glue to a team. You know, he's that, that guy that everyone loves. He brings everyone together. He's another guy, a super utility guy. One addition I did love on this team is Tommy Canely. Yeah. I don't see yeah. Kenley Jansen finishing the season on the Dodgers, and Tommy Canely will be the closer for the Dodgers.
3: I think it'll yeah. be Canely or Bratterall, one of those
2: two. Will close. Well, it's only a matter of time because they're going to make Urias a, a closer. He's going to be the closer. Eventually he's going to be the closer, I think. I um, see that. I, I just think they take a slight step back. And it's not one thing. I just think it's a, a lot of little things here and there. You know, they're just not playing right. It, it's going to be that World Series hangover. I will say, I do think, and I said this on total bases yesterday with Felipe, or as, as we call it, the total dongs. <laughs> I do think David Price is going to be their best pitcher. Because really? he has no expectations coming into the season. He has an entire season off. He's got that content. You forget David Price is on this team. Yeah. You have yeah, everyone. Really else. Do. David Price has no expectations and we know when the bright lights are on David Price shrinks. So now he's not the guy there. He's not even the top 3 guys there. <laughs> so he's I think a perfect- I think with that statistically he ends up being their best pitcher. Um I think that's-
3: i stretch. be surprised if he wins, you know, 12 13 games with yeah. a good peripherals.
2: I I love the Dodgers on paper. I just think something about San Diego. I have San Diego just eclipsing them and and the Dodgers are going to be right there. Make no mistake about it, but I just don't think they're going to be that juggernaut that we just kind of assumed that World Series hangoff is real.
3: I would have thought that until they got Bauer. Adding Bauer to this team is just... Well, that's
2: the other thing. Look, the Padres pushed them to the point where they had to get Bauer.
3: Yes, yes. The Padres
2: don't make those moves. Bauer's not a Dodger. He's probably a Met.
3: Now, if you remember last year on Dong City, I said the Dodgers should get Bauer. And you, you did. You, you, you absolutely called, did. You, you did. called me greedy, and I would, agreed with you. I agree.
2: I, 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 then, I, I it wrong. You still might be greedy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> baseball greed is good.
2: Uh, say it again. <laughs> say it again.
3: <laughs> greed is good. <laughs> greed is good in baseball.
2: Absolutely. But yeah, like I said, I just, I just, I have the World Series hangover thing, and I think that there's a lot of awesome. things. Not to mention. Mookie Betts had a phenomenal last season, so what does that mean? That means he's due for his down year. Mookie Betts is the every-other-year all-star. I don't know.
3: (laughs) Mookie Betts is
2: due for his down year.
0: We'll see about that. I
3: wouldn't wouldn't bet on that.
0: (laughs) You bring up some points that intrigue me because I'm all about those sorts of trends, right? Especially the Betts-every-other-year thing. Um, And the World Series hangover thing Legitimate. I actually feel the opposite, though. I think the short season helps the Dodgers. They're not going to be hungover because they didn't have a full season. Usually you get the World Series hangover because a guy like Alex Cora will use, for example, in 2018, will run his pitchers into the ground to win the World Series through October. Next season, they're all hurt. You don't achieve as much. You have a shitty season. Dodgers don't have to worry about that more than the other team because no one reached their inning limits. So To me, the World Series hangover part is completely out, but it's still really hard to win a World Series back to back years. <laughs> like in general, yeah. that, that's a very difficult thing to do. Um, I like the Dodgers in a full season. I like them last year if it was a full season. They've proven they can win a hundred plus games. So this isn't like a it's not like a Tatis as a team thing where he has to prove he can do it in a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't scare me about the Dodgers. Obviously, we'll make a World Series prediction in a few weeks. I just uh,
2: saw I didn't I forgot I totally forgot. Uh Caleb Ferguson had Tommy John. I forgot that.
3: Yeah, Caleb Ferguson is. That. I mm-hmm. forgot he
2: had Tommy John.
3: Yeah, he was a good arm, too. But, I mean, they're that was another, another guy that was pretty good. But, uh, well, so, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm with you.
2: I think they trade Ruiz. I think they make a few trades to get rid of some of that depth and, and you know, pad some other spots. But I I, yeah. I, I, they have, before they had to prove they can win it. Now they going to have to prove that they can really win it.
3: Yeah, defend it. I think the short season helps because they got, they still have a chip on their shoulder because every, Every hater on the planet said, oh, that's not a real-world real series, blah, blah, blah. I mean,
2: Which, look, we, we said if a big market team won, that was what we, we expected that. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's also, look, I mean, it, if we – no one's won back-to-back titles, obviously, since the Yankees. You know, this entire century, no one has won a back-to-back title. But if you were to take any collection of talent in the last 20 years – and try and talk me into winning back-to-back titles. It is this current Dodgers team. Yeah. So, you know, it's the same thing last year. Everyone was like, well, the Dodgers never finish the job. They're not going to win the World Series. And my defense last year was that's true until it's not. Like, there's no exactly. reason the Dodgers won't win the World right. Series except that they haven't previously. So there's no reason the Dodgers won't win back-to-back titles, except it hasn't happened recently. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a good reason for me. But the fact that the Padres are in their division, like if you needed to to write up a, a conspiracy theory as to how they're not going to, well, they may be a wild card team. Yeah. And then it's a lot harder. So yeah. uh, I can see it from both ways. I think they're both perfectly sound arguments. Um, we will I wrap kinda, it up here. I kind of wish
2: that one of these guys were in the AL. One was in the N.
0: <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Yeah, Or at least absolutely.
2: the
3: division. You put the Padres in the NL Central and it would be much better. Oh,
2: for you League. put them in the NL Central, they're winning 162 games. Yeah, they'll, they'll
0: go 130. Um, Sean, since we're not going to have you for the the preview show as far as our World Series predictions, what is your World Series prediction?
3: I'm going to take a very unsexy pick. I'm going to take the Dodgers over the White Sox. Okay. Now, I, was thinking, I was thinking my other choice would be the Yankees. Mm-hmm. It's between the Yankees and the White Sox, but I feel like with the White Sox, what they've done, I think they're going to have one of those magical years where everything just falls into place. I think okay. Gio is going to be a Cy Young guy. Um, so I'm going to take the Dodgers over the White Sox.
0: Fair enough. You got that, Rob? Got it. Mm. Rob, we haven't gotten to you. Uh, just give us your division winner. Because I know oh. you're a big Padres guy.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely – Want to see the Padres win it this year? I mean, they—they're just a very sexy pick this year. I just really, really enjoy this team. I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. is basically the—the the, is the uh, the the uh, player of of baseball right now. He is the the. I mean, it's obviously it's you know still Mike Trout and everything like that, but he's an up and coming. And right now, yeah. I mean. He he's it. I mean, he's he's everybody's watching what he's doing. I mean, every every, every time he gets to, comes to the plate, it's like they want to see what's going to happen with it. So my my pick for the for the AOS will be the um, the Padres and the and the AOS. I I see um, the A's <laughs> winning it on that one. I, I just picked the A's because you know I just hate the the Astros to this day. <laughs> just just you know I I hate I don't want to be like oh like. You know, but I I just think that the A's are just um, a better team.
2: Yeah, no
0: one's faulting you for hitting the Astros.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I just (laughs) want to touch on um, Sean's comment before about the the White Sox being the team in in the AO. You know why that won't happen? The Cleveland Indians will hire Donald Trump, and Donald Trump will have all the Cubans deported from Chicago.
0: (laughs) There you go. That's the easy solution. Boom! (laughs) Um, To answer your question...
3: He'll try to do that and
0: he'll fail. So. <laughs> to, to answer your question, Ricky, uh, I don't personally mind lefty closers as long as there's another lefty reliever. I don't, I don't like my only lefty reliever being the closer, but like inherently is a lefty closer a problem. No. Um, that's all I've got. So anyway, uh, if, so you're muted, Henry.
2: Sorry. I said, going back real quick. I just do love that Tommy came pickup that's one of the best pickups yeah all off season
3: and then I next agree. year next year knebel's gonna look like a good pickup when he's healthy i mean that's gonna that's one of those friedman moves that is just bound to pay off i feel Absolutely. like i like
0: him too I, li- I really i like all of the veterans that they that they grabbed um so let's make it official here to end the night i have a's winning the west i have dodgers winning the west <laughs> what uh we'll go around here uh, Sean, you have the Dodgers winning the West. Do you want to make an AL West prediction? I know we didn't have you on for that segment.
3: I was going to say I'm not as down on the on the Astros as others. I'm still picking the A's, but I feel like the Astros. On the mutual, have, I feel like they have a pretty scary lineup. Still, I think Altuve will bounce back. I think Tucker is a potential superstar. I think Alvarez will be there. I still think they'll
0: challenge. Okay. Um, Rob's got the Padres and the A's. And Henry, do you also have the Padres and the A's? I have the
2: Padres and the A's.
0: Okay, so there you go. Uh, A little split here on Dong City. So uh, nice to see. Um, Sean, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you. In another marathon, Dong City here next week. For those of you still watching, we'll remind you guys throughout the group. uh, It is the Central Division, so shouldn't be any controversy there when I get talking about the Cubs. And like Uh, we
2: say, we got plenty of Cubs fans. I don't want to hear. We have a lot of Central fans. You want to be on the show? If you want to show your ass, if you want to make your prediction, you want to state your case, use your platform.
0: The perfect way to counter everything I think about the Cubs is if you're a Cubs fan, feel free to join the show. We will have you on. You can plead your case. Um, But next week, the division. So we'll have AL Central, we'll have NL Central. Tune in tomorrow to the Audible if you're a football fan. They're off this week. No Audible. Don't do that. Wednesday, though, you got step back uh wednesday evening leon and jacob for some basketball and uh and then thursday of course work shoot wrestling podcast Corey and jason they do a very good job um the newest of our podcasts so feel free to tune into that nice most importantly next monday 7 p.m we're right back here central division in city oh and we've got total bases of course sundays uh, they had Henry just most recently. Fantasy baseball is starting shortly. Your draft, draft season, baby. Up, draft so.
2: season. If you want to know yeah. what to do, tune into those
0: guys. Yes. I'll be mock drafting like 15 times this weekend. It is the season. Mock draft in a couple of weeks – or my real draft in a couple of weeks. So definitely tune in Total Bases. Go on to Fantasy Advice. They do a great job there. Next Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Dong City. We will look to talk to you then. Central participants, feel free to reach out to me, Henry, or Rob – Uh, If you want to be on the show, just like Sean was, thank you again to Sean. Everyone, have a great night.
4: You guys next week, Dong City Bitches. Take care, guys.
0: Peace out. Later.